to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the Marketing Minds at DoConvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders, developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and try to elevate the conversation. I'm Andrew Peak, the ad doctor, and I'm here with Jackie Lipinski and Julie Jarnigan on episode 161. Hello, everyone. That's like one breath. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> Hello, how's everyone's everyone's week going? This is the we're like uh, two weeks before the summit, so we're in full summit mode at Do Convert while doing everything else at, that we do at Do Convert. So it's, it feels a little busy. And, yeah, and Kevin, fun. if you were like, where is Kevin? Um, Where's Kevin? He is in Guatemala right now, um, helping people. I guess what's the background? There, people, we do. We need. He needs to. I'll, I'll tell him when he comes back. We need a episode only dedicated to that because I think it's people are following him on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. He's posting everything about the different villages they're going to, but there's no background as far as like how did this start. We should have the organization, someone from the organization on because I think a lot of people know. But like anything kind of extra or bonus that comes in. Through do you convert like if we're doing like the market proof rewards for mm-hmm. example anything and everything from that goes straight to this organization and i feel like i'm gonna say a wrong number but like we're i think over six figures in what we've given um, and so far, I, I believe kevin is, goes on there also to help them learn how to market themselves it's correct just, yeah you know, how do you help like, people for, who yeah. are just so uh, just can't even feed themselves and so he and I think you brought like 10 bags of luggage to oh, it's insane. essential year. needs to to help these families. And which talking about, that, which is crazy, just like comparing that to like us people like, oh, the U.S. has every country has this issue. So we won't get into politics. But like I'm like, Kevin, can't you just do like a, a container to ship a container? down? he's like, no, like it gets stuck at customs. It gets stuck at port and they're just raking up money and fines against you, but they won't let it release. So they have to fly with all this extra luggage. So it's the only way to bring goods down to the people. There's remote villages in Guatemala. I'm like, that is insane. They could like scarcity is like everything is scarce down there. So, so good, Let's, good human being, yeah. Kevin. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We should all go down. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So on to story time. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I got a brand new camera, a real, a grown oh, yeah. up camera. So I had been borrowing my husband's because he's in film and media. And then I think he, he didn't say it, but he got sick of me borrowing it. And the, more <laughs> it goes. the more I need to learn. So I got a big girl grown up, Sony Alpha 6100. So I just want to say for all, I'm a newbie in the camera world. So it's been a learning experience for me. So I want to say if you're thinking about it or if you're in marketing and you just are using an old camera or mostly using vendors or using just your iPhone and you want to jump in, do it. Make sure you have people to help you before you just go and buy something. You know, I had Andrew there who answered a thousand questions for me. My husband answered a bunch of questions for me because he's in that world and knows. So make sure you get help. I think there, there's some, even some photographers who you can hire to help you get the right setup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my second thing would be that I am very thrifty and so it's hard for me to spend money, <laughs> but my husband also told me, uh, buy once, cry once. <laughs> oh, I, I like this. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Buy once, cry once. So if, if you have the money to spend, buy the right stuff up front. It's painful. It hurts. Or it's painful for somebody like me. I think Andrew probably loves it, but it hurts. <laughs> See, I try to rationalize everything. I'm like, oh, this is an investment. <laughs> like, this will help me be better at my job, be able to relate more with builder. Like, I just have mm-hmm. all these rational. Yeah. But also, like, just talking to this, the higher end cameras, they keep their value. So, like, if I ever want to, like, okay, I'm done with this. I don't. It's been sitting on my shelf for months and months, months. That compared to a less in demand or less professional camera, mm-hmm. like it, it just keeps, it's like a truck. Like if you prepare a yeah. truck versus like a four door sedan, typically a truck will keep its value significantly more. So you don't mind paying a little bit more because it doesn't go down to 50%. So if you buy like a nice camera, say it's 2,500, brand new 2,500, you could likely sell it for 2,000. Mm-hmm. Well, so like your cost what... is 500, which is not fun to lose, but it's better than like buying a $600 camera and it goes to yeah. $50. And the, and but it, you were using a $600 camera. You're like, oh. I looked at buying this one used, but honestly, it was like $30 more yeah, expensive to buy good. it brand new off of B&H. So um, like you said, it, it keeps its value. 
And also, if you're asking for the money, you know, if you work in marketing and you need a new camera and you need to get a budget approved, make sure you take into account that you're also going to need some other things. Lenses are expensive. You're going to have to buy, you know, cards and batteries and a tripod and a, I don't know. Packages just kept coming to my house because once I told it's Kevin, slow. I was like, Kevin, here, will you order this for me? Like just boxes. Um, He's like, oh yeah, you need this thing too. You're I like, yeah, I guess I so. Those things, I'm like, I don't even know what to do with that. But he's like, no, trust me, you need that. That's awesome. like, okay. I think we, we even had a GoPro for my uh, last company. And the one thing it's just like, okay, you buy, if you don't have enough batteries, it is, it is brutal yeah. to wait for them to, you know, just, you need to almost yep. have three of them ready yep. to go at all times charged. So I have three, um, but it wasn't because perfect. I knew that. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. You need people to tell you these things. And then the last thing is just, you just have to practice. Use YouTube to help you get everything set up. I've watched a ton of like trying to get me used to the menus and things. And then I've just been trying to take it wherever I go. You know, we took my sons to the museum last weekend for one of their birthdays. And I was the obnoxious person with a camera because it was just like, an opportunity to practice. I'm taking yeah. my camera to summit. So just watch out for me. If you're there, I'll be in your face with the camera all weekend because Do it. um, it's my, it's my opportunity to practice on some stuff, but yeah, yeah there's agree. lots of information out there, but if you have somebody who can actually, and if they just give you the name of a camera, that's not great. Make sure it's somebody who's asking you, what are you using it for? Are you doing oh, great. just photography? Yeah. Are you using it for video? Are you using it for Zoom? Are you using it for, you know, because it mm-hmm. makes a difference too in, in what you pick. So anyway, I'm excited. I'm still brand new. I'm still learning, but it's been I'm fun. excited. I'm excited too. Now, you. Are you watching YouTube videos? Are you, how are you like training yourself on how to use I it? Is it leaning on your husband? Andrew, I said, I do not know what people did like with this stuff before YouTube, because there's so many things like you go to do something in the menu and apparently Sony is bad about this, but you go to do something in the menu and it's like grayed out. And it's because there's some other setting that's set somewhere else. I don't know how I would do it without YouTube because I get stuck all the time and using it. I set it up to use for zoom. That took some workarounds that all these very smart YouTube people told me how to do. Also, all the settings. I went through a video for that, but also I kind of copied what my husband uses for his settings because <laughs> he knows That's better fun. than I do. But anyway, yeah, it's been fun. And hopefully now I'll just be able to learn because we know it's a pain point with our builders a lot of times getting all this content. So it helps us. Andrew's doing the same. He's been doing a ton of videos and social and stories and all these things mm-hmm. just to kind of, so we can answer questions for you guys who are out there in the field having to go through the same thing. So, yeah, I think we, I think we all agree here that the, the quantity of content like now is if we look a year from now, we'll be like, Oh my gosh, like it's absurd. Like this is like your life now. It's just Mm -hmm. like pushing things out there and especially things that are not the normal. I think everyone's fine with Kevin has a word for it. Um, It's in the sort of like, what year was it? He talked about, he first used the word benchable content borrowing that from Netflix, but like, we're all doing pretty good as far as like, all right, here's the standard shots, like the crime scene photos of the houses. But then like people want more than that. And they want more than that because if they go on Facebook, Instagram, where they're spending their time on the phone, they're getting more than that from everywhere else that they're digesting content from. Mm -hmm. But then when they go to purchase their home, like they're like, Oh, what the heck? Like there's, I'm looking for more. Like, why is this not more like some local fitness influencer that's trying to sell some shakes to me? is putting up more content than a home builder that has, you know, 10 people on our marketing team and beautiful homes right there in front of them all day long, all this other things. I'm giving everybody a hard time right now, (laughs) but you can see the point where like, we're trained by what we're like, what we're digesting already. It's not like, it's just out of thin air. The best video before I came on to my old team, um, that had the most views was actually just a real estate agent who tagged us in his YouTube video saying, here's a, you know, American classic home and we're going to do a tour. And it was just him holding his phone and he uploaded like a five, seven minute video. And it ended up, you know, like having a lot of organic traffic and people would search our name that would pop up. And you kind of want to obviously have a higher ranking than just a a person who's not under your brand for those videos. But I think, I think last week I also said the the phrase, if you're going to do anything, do it poorly was the quote. And in terms of like, still be working on the good things on the back end. But if you need to put something out, like if it's just a video of an agent walking through a house on your phone, 
get that out. But obviously, gotcha. you know, we have brand like, standards. Done is better than perfect. Like just don't sit better. on That's perfection. That's a much better is kind way of... to word that. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Done is better than perfection. Done from Facebook. Um, I think Mark, uh, I don't know. Someone, someone. Zuckerberg? No, I, I don't know. I feel like it's somewhere. I looked up last week. Oh, I already Perfect. forgot. I'll do my story really quick. So there's terrible advice everywhere, which is so obvious to say, but I think, so I'm going to pull up a post on, um, we'll see internally. And do you think I call out who this is or call out who this is um, that's posting it? They're popular in no. the realtor world. Um, I would not. I think a lot of people follow this person. Their company focuses on realtors and helping them with marketing systems. Da, da, da. Anyways, this Instagram post, and this person's kind of been teasing along like this type of this idea. Uh, five ways age partner with NCAA athletes. Now that you could, they can accept money, collegiate athletes. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Like we talked about this like a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. but finally there's like this big content piece by this person who's presenting himself as the expert on all this. And I think he's, he is an intelligent person, but I, in my opinion, I think this is a terrible idea and, and he has it completely wrong. And the ideas are just awful. Like host a sports clinic with this athlete. When you sell homes, I'm like, what? Like, I don't, there's not a, enough connection there. This I'm like, would we put marketing dollars on this or have an autograph session, meet and greet with a collegiate athlete. And unless it is a unicorn athlete that everyone knows, I don't think anyone I'm being negative right now. Like think back to like Tim Tebow, the whole world loved Tim Tebow, unless you went to Florida state because Florida state and UF, but like Tim Tebow was like the person. Right. And I'm sure there's other ones, but like, if it's just like a smaller little athlete, that's, that's not this great persona. They're still young. It's like, why would you hire this person to do this type of thing? Uh, next one, host a giveaway or contest. Again, this is with real estate to this person. We're not selling headphones or athletic apparel. We're like, there is a direct connection to why this person would be a good, essentially, influencer that you're paying or rent a booth at a local festival or invite an athlete to appear at your next past clinic class, past client event. So invite old clients out. Again, this is focused for realtors. And I just saw this. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is... This is advice that's out there. This is so bad. So if there's any home builders that do this one, I need to know and to see if it works. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I would love to be wrong on this because maybe it is a super cool opportunity. Um, I think, I mean, there's a benefit of it. Did a like, celebrity oh. purchase one of your homes? Great. So celebrity, yeah. Or, 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 you know, like, uh, what, are you trying to like actually, sell, you know, get these people to be in your homes and, and actually sell them and kind of have that relationship? In terms of, I think the relationship with an agent, I... I'm not a fan. But this would be with a collegiate athlete. Yeah. With a, I mean, like with a realtor. So this is Julie, for Julie, collegiate athlete with a realtor. I do not. I do not watch college sports, so I just don't know. I think number one, first, are you doing the basics? Are you doing yes. everything you're supposed to Speaks. do and know you're supposed to be doing? Then a step above that, have you grown with things like your content, like all these things we're talking about? If you're on that level that you've got all these things and you have some fun, play, money, whatever, to see if something works, then yeah, we probably wouldn't recommend it. But, you know, then go for it. But I'm saying these are ideas that are like fringy out there on the edge. Super so don't, get, don't be taking this advice. It's like, oh, somebody's saying I should do this. I need to do this. Probably not. There's probably a long priority list of other things you need to focus mm -hmm. on yeah. first. And if you have some list. extra time and some extra money to do something fun with, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I, I think in one <laughs> of the last out. podcasts, Julie, you had, it was the 80, 20 split, like 80, be safe with your marketing dollars, 20 unsafe, or, you know, do something experimental. Yeah, so that, that kind of with the 20. Yeah. So this definitely fits in risk category. It definitely so. fits in the risky category. I would prefer if you're, I, I think we bring this up because I think there could be some owners who used to like, oh, we worked with this team or we, we had a box at this stadium and it was the whatever box. I think there's someone listening that when we first started working with them, they were very, they're in a college town. So then it, it kind of, you're like, oh, this, we're in a college town. We're one of the few builders in this college town. Do we this could kind of just felt like, well, maybe that doesn't make sense because like every parent is coming to those games in the college town. Those are and essentially investors are buying rentals. 
for their kid to go through for four years and they keep the property. So you could kind of see the connection there directly. But I'm like, oh, if this is like, what are you paying for this athlete per month for the relationship, the contract? Could that just mm-hmm. be shifted over to something more effective? Yeah. But yeah, Julie, you, you hit, you hit and it on are the head there. followers, your demographic. So a lot of these athletes, a reason they kind of approved this and a lot of these athletes are going to make money is because they have these huge Instagram followers, Twitter followers, mm-hmm. whatever. So you have to think about who are the followers for these people. And is that even your demographic also? It kind of yeah. depends who it is. So anyway, and will they, we could go on and on. Yeah, we could keep going. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just like, this will never look organic versus like, a athlete who has like a headphone sponsor and they're training, like there's so much like real moments where they could have content that makes sense versus this is like, they're 19 years old. They're not buying a home. Mm -hmm. Their followers are probably also not, but you know, like they're they're young, but could they influence their parents to buy them a townhouse or townhouse or condo in a general facility? Maybe. Maybe anyone would be like, Hey, host a party at her house. That'd be, mm, oh my gosh. Model home. Could you imagine? <laughs> Rat party at the, the model n- home. You'd make the news. You so. would make the news. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Imagine that community would be like, uh, yeah, there's uh, 50 cars at the model home this weekend after the game on Saturday night. Which would, oh, you Lord. know, just track that walk in traffic. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. All right. I, I have Jackie. a story. Yeah. I, I was going to do a long story, but this literally happened five minutes before we uh, jumped on here. My husband, this is Julie and I were chatting pre-podcast. Um, I, I went upstairs and he runs downstairs in the, the retrial level house and he goes, Jackie, Jackie, guess what happened? The Bose surround speakers that he has been stalking every single day online since February of this year were finally available. So he, and he purchased them and I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Congratulations. Wonderful. Wait, how much did that cost? And again, that was buy um, once, cry once. That's what we just learned. Cry. I definitely, yeah. I didn't cry. But he's like, oh, it was only $500. I'm like, oh, goodness. Oh. We didn't. But you're saying, oh, but that, me and Julia are like, our hearts See, hurt at that. You could have gone that to is the, not a, That is not a need. Hurt. That is a want. It's and definitely usually, a want. We talk but now you have a movie theater before. at home and you don't have to we go do. out to movies anymore. It's true. Yeah. So it's, Something. you're right. You're saving, saving me some time. Um, but it was just, it was one of those things of, I think there's, when there's a shortage, you know, there's a shortage and then something does become available. You jump on that with every intention to purchase. And so I think that also relates to the, the builders who, you know, we're seeing some pre-sales being released back into the, I don't want to say the wild, but into the market. And we're seeing, um, these kind of shifts and buyers or builders feeling more comfortable releasing homes. And so I feel like, you know, the, we still have significant interests, interest in homes. And so, um, yeah, we'll just have to see if that is also people's feelings. Like when it comes back available, you know, is it luckily this, this product was still the same price that we had thought, but if it was significantly higher when it came back up, I, I, I personally wouldn't have purchased it. My husband seemed credit card happy today, but love yeah, it. it's, it's amazing. <laughs> so um, I think I, it's, we talked about before, like if people don't have hope, they're not, they don't even care. Like it's like, we're, we talked about the example of like PS5 or whatever. But the people new who console. are dedicated, very, when people are they're dedicated, obsessed with your brand, they are dedicated. He, every morning, open his computer before work, refresh that page they are not available he'd continue on with his day and so i think that's also he never lost hope he really wanted it i think there's do you think there's a lot of people that are like at this point they're like i'm not even gonna try anymore and so even if they get communication from builders we have 10 homes available this week they're like i i'm not gonna get one of those like it depends on yeah the release at price i think but it's it's just a lot of people's lifestyles and needs how many months is it in one two over six months your things have changed most people the every every day the number dwindles of how many qualified and people who who want that or who have been looking at that daily from um, that list you already had from that like, list yeah that already new people are jumping on but mm-hmm. I, so. I think one way you could get around that um kind of you over index on the variety of content putting that messaging out as far as reigniting hope in the people that kind of gave up like if they're just seeing an email but maybe they see like a post on Instagram, a video, like they're seeing it all different places. And then it might take that much to finally believe you. Yeah. He, I don't, he didn't get a notification. I think that was the problem too. He had to search out that it was back in stock. He didn't get an email alert. It wasn't something on their website. And I feel like that's probably also not in Bose's benefit. Like 
because they probably want to sell more when it's finally back in stock and, yeah, and they want to be sold out again to show um, excitement and like, oh, it is scarce. Get it while you can and build that level of uh, yeah. people wanting to purchase. So not everybody's yeah. going to check your website every single day. They're just no. yes. <laughs> unless they are crazy obsessed with your product, <laughs> like my husband. So I don't, I don't know a lot of people who do that, but yeah, I think we can move on to story time. Nope. We can do story time again. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, story time again. Start the news. news. News, 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 news. I first up on the news from hollywoodreporter.com. Is this the website? I don't even know, but it's the same. It's great. Um, Facebook ad revenue jumps $28 billion in second quarter. I kind of say that with humor, but isn't there so many articles written by AI? Like it's all just kind of rinse and repeat all over the place. And then they'll take oh the basis. Oh, my God. The and of then time, it's like, what am I yeah. reading? Is this real? And it just ends. And you're like, this doesn't seem like a human wrote this. Who knows? Yay. So the Facebook reported over 10 billion in net income for Q2. Yeah. And he's trying to make it mark again. He's always trying to get more money. He makes it sound so nice, but I want to make Facebook the best place for creators to make a living. Like he's just trying to get more creators over here, which is probably because they're going over to TikTok and oh, I would say Instagram, you know but they own Instagram. I'm so I'm, I'm probably going to have to find this article so we could talk about it. YouTube started paying people to use oh. their shorts and rewarding content creators to actually use their um, content. I don't, I have to look it up. I think it was like, it, it may have been a, um, a lottery system or just you, you're the best of the best and here you are. But um, people are obviously trying to steal their market share of content and encourage people to use their, um, their platforms. And YouTube was definitely YouTube shorts was in there. Which is interesting because I've seen the shorts before, but on desktop, I have it pulled up on my screen. They're nowhere to be seen. I don't know if it's mobile only, but shorts would be essentially like Instagram Reel, for those not familiar, or TikTok, like it's a short form um, video. So the article said um, Facebook's ad revenue increased 56% year over year for a total of $28 billion in the second quarter of this year. That is just insane uh, when you think about also all that is from um, ad revenue. Um, but they contributed to a 47% increase in the price per ad. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, we mm -hmm. we definitely have not seen a forty seven percent increase in a price. Oh, no, thank goodness. Our ads, <laughs> yes. Um, everything has definitely gone up, but it's it's supply and demand, just like Google Ads is. You know, there's limited supply. Supply being people on the app, and they will call that inventory. So, how much time are they spending on Facebook would equal and how much inventory is available times the amount of users there are, and then however many ads they want to do per user. Uh, which is different per user, if that makes sense. If I always click on ads, they'll end up showing me more ads because I'm tolerant of them and I like to click them. If you never click on them, they'll try to like figure out like what is the ideal rate to make the most amount of money from you, which is super creepy, but also, you know, kind of nice, I guess, in some ways. They're trying to show us the most and show us the least because if they show us too much, we won't go on there as often because all we see is ads. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see if if the rest of the world saw that price increase, you know, 47% increase in the cost per ad as well. I think anecdotally, it's funny about Facebook because if you ask people, people are like, oh, Facebook's old news. Everybody's on Instagram. Everybody's on, but the, it's just not true. I mean, if you look at the numbers mm -hmm. and where the people are and the ad spend and the, no matter what you hear, Facebook is still where people are at, whether people admit that they're there or not. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, do you goodness. find, what would you say is your preference, Instagram or Facebook? Or do you go on depending on what you want? And Facebook owns Instagram. So that's a little different. Too. I mean, they're, they're the same. I, go to, I feel like I go to that Facebook. That was a bad example. Yeah. I go to <laughs> Facebook and Instagram for different solutions to what I'm looking for. I don't feel like I necessarily connect with people over Facebook as much as I used to, but it is mm -hmm. like the best way for me, I think, to follow businesses and, and get updates and miscellaneous neighborhood um, updates, you know, over, um, just checking other like neighborhood specific websites or apps. I'm like, oh, I'll just join the Facebook group of, of these areas I'm in. So I do feel gotcha. like I have, I, I think it's less friends immediately, but more local connections is where I use Facebook. And then Instagram is I, where I connect with friends yeah. or share quick, funny stories or, or something that's, um, you know, worth I never realized about. that. I think I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Facebook is local or groups. So like the market marketing group or other different ad groups I'm in and then local news and local people. 
versus Instagram, like there's definitely a crossover. Like there's some overlap of Instagram to those same people, but then Instagram would definitely be more, my interests mm-hmm. would be on there. Like all the yeah. camera stuff, fitness stuff, you know, work. Yeah. And Facebook ads, obviously they optimize for which platform your ads are showing up better and, and what they work for. And and they kind of learn and it's not 50, 50 split between these two platforms. It's okay. Facebook has more interaction. So we're going to skew that to show up more for people who will actually interact with it too. Like you said. Yep. And some uh, numbers on the, um, back to Julie's point, I pulled up the, uh, the Q2 investor relations, Facebook earnings thing. And I have the chart up for the Facebook daily active users. So at its peak was a Q2 of 2020, 198 million daily active users, US and Canada, which is crazy. And now we're down to 195 million. So 3 million short daily active users. I don't know if there's, see, we need notes, just like you have in Google Analytics, you have the annotations. Like, mm-hmm. I believe at some point they were scrubbing spam accounts mm-hmm. and bots I think that was and not all that. long ago, yeah. So it's like, was that, I don't know if this is adjusted for that or not, but still, that is a lot of people. <laughs> Look at that and number that's, there. Um, that's prime COVID time when a lot of people were off work. So I wonder what affected the numbers um, either. Or just, yeah, going, yeah, either they're going on to get the news mm-hmm. or just going on there for, for leisure. I would assume like there's, especially if you think back Q2 COVID, that's like right when everything was going, like it was new. Yep. Or like what is happening? What's happening? You're just going there to get the updates and see what is happening um, in, in the world. Yep. All right. On to the next one. Oh, this, this one, one was fun. So yeah, this fun. one's terrifying fun. for me. Um, yeah. Did you pull I, your numbers? Did you do your I tried to now? find it. I couldn't find. It's um, this, go to the notes and it's the second link. You have to go to climate check. Climatecheck.com. If anyone, right. I'll put this in the show notes for everyone. We're yeah, pretty, nobody knows I'm what we're my address. talking about. I yet. know we haven't introduced <laughs> it yet. So let me, let me say what it is. Sorry. So Redfin to include climate risk in all listings as Americans consider climate change when buying. So I'm down here in Florida. I'm five minutes from the water or like two minutes, like if I was a bird from the water. So I just put in my address oh, and here's, here's mine. I, yeah. Heat risk is a hundred. So you don't get higher than a hundred. It's pretty terrible. Flood risk is 77. Storm is 64. Drought is low. Yeah. We, we've been raining literally all day, every day this week. Fire risk is low. And then so How many years risk. out is this until 2050? It's so, so what we're looking at and what we'll share with you is it's out of a yeah. hundred heat risk, flood risk, storm risk, fire risk, drought risk, and then overall accumulated risk of in 2050, where you live, what climate situation statistically do, do they think you will be in? And in terms of, you know, Andrew, sorry, you're probably going to be flooded 10 times since then. I, well, at least but, Jackie, I'm putting I your address I'm in there. I, so go for it. I am, uh, I think it was I think 31 risk. Okay. Storms. No, I didn't know storm was so high for you. I didn't either, but I think it's just, you know, if I get one storm a year, now it's four storms a year. And now it looks like a significant increase with the data. If you have, gotcha. but anyway, I searched addresses on Redfin and I did not see this feature yet on Redfin. So you almost have to go to climatecheck.com specifically to view it, but it is very, it, it's one of those things of here's what we offer versus Zillow that you can check on our website. And so I thought it was a very interesting out of the box um, point to, to show people to, as a consideration. Cause sometimes I feel like you're viewing a house and you're like, Oh, great. And then someone's like, well, what um, online sales specialists definitely, you know, can benefit from this. Like, Oh, and our houses are facing East. And you're like, I didn't know that was something I needed to consider, but thank you. And so I think it's also it's a, it's a tool to educate people, um, when helping, when purchasing their house and, and hopefully it's, you know, we'll see if it's beneficial for them or how many people actually use it. Yeah. We'll see. It, it, it might be like a thing where they, I'm, I just, I'm putting in everyone's address while we're going in here and like, we're pretty much all, you know, we're, we're done for <laughs> minus, <laughs> minus Mike in Oklahoma, but it, like, yeah, everyone had moderate to high risk. I'm trying to see who, who's worst off. <laughs> I won't say who they are. I think but it's you. Yeah. I think I might, if I had the highest so far, I thought Louisiana would be 
with the hurricanes. I know mine was mine um, was better than yours. The heat guess, is what was. Yeah, my heat was maxed out. It's, it's comparing, you know, if, if you have you know an average of twelve storms a year, and by that year it predicts fifteen, that's a lower percentage of storm increases than mine, and that's why I think mine looked high. So I think you also have to understand like what are the comparables with this. And I wonder if this would ever change yeah. anybody's mind. I mean, if you were going to re yeah. looking at places to relocate. And we're thinking about this place, this place, and this place, and one was higher risk. I don't know. I guess it would be your risk tolerance. If you saw that, to change it, you're going. More, but yeah, yeah, you're going states away. It's not like oh, I don't. I, I'll live two minutes down the road. Mm -hmm. Now flood will change. Like especially where I'm at. Like there's, um, we're right here next to the water, so there's houses that are like six feet above sea level. Obviously, flood risk, and then parts of the county are like seventy feet above sea level, which. Like that's a huge difference if you think about like the terrible storms and there's a helicopter like surveying the damage, seventy feet in ocean or, or the Gulf. So, so there, question, Andrew: difference. Do mm -hmm. you feel that builders will want to incorporate this on their website? Because I used to do walkability. Like this is a ninety-five score walkability. Oh, yeah. I don't. Um, I don't, I don't immediately. Know. I feel like every one. Florida builder would not want to include this unless. <laughs> I did. See, I guess it's hard because there's definitely things like. Um, KB did do some cool stuff here where they elevated our homes to be out of a certain flood zone compared to houses like over that way, like 30 feet away from us. They would have to evacuate. We would not have to evacuate because we're like six feet higher. So that would be I mean, things that's that's a sales to me. That's a sale like, oh, you're looking at the existing homes over down the street. Well, here, let's let me show you like here's the yeah. FEMA maps for the flood. Like that's definitely like an in-person conversation because mm -hmm. to have that over like and content like on your site would be very difficult, um, but like they need flood insurance. Tool. We don't need flood insurance. So that's, Oh yeah. Kind of nice. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, get it? I don't know. <laughs> you'll find out when 2050. Yeah. So. <laughs> in 2050 Bye. shoot, I, I will not be here in 2050. I'll be in Montana. I think that'll be the lowest risk or something. All right. Next one on the news. Let's pull it up here from TechCrunch. Oh, this one's interesting. So TikTok confirms pilot test of TikTok stories is now underway. How do we feel about that? Is are there any daily active users of TikTok right now on the podcast? Ah, I just don't have no. that much time to to you get sucked in. I just feel like you, do. you don't just jump on for five minutes. You're like all of a sudden, like I forgot to eat dinner because I was on here for an hour. <laughs> What happened with my time? I to eat That's funny. Yeah, I tried um, for a couple of days and I tried to train the algorithm, but I just was never being delivered the content I want versus, mm -hmm. and I followed people like, and I was just like, I, I don't want this. Like I want that. How do I yeah. only get that? Um, but they're trying to throw, and that's kind of like, I feel like how TikTok works is like the views are crazy and it's volatile because yeah. like they very quickly distribute new content. And then they barely quickly get rid of content if it doesn't work. The lesson Agreed. that I saw in here, which wasn't even about this, was that if you scroll down, it mentions that Twitter um, recently oh, yeah. stopped doing their version of st stories. Yeah, well, they the had fleets. just started that. They just started that in November 2020. So it hasn't been running that long. So what, what I got out of it is like, if you try something like this or an art industry or anything, and it's not working, you have to let it go at some point. I mean, Twitter, the funniest thing let was their like tweet. Yeah. yeah. They said when they announced that it was canceled, they put, we're sorry, or you're welcome. <laughs> Not knowing like, you know, a few people <laughs> would be upset. Most people would That's be funny. happy. But it's, well, like, and it's funny you mentioned that because I feel like I've never even heard of fleets. You know, it's just like, did, did you also market it? How, how much do you push it? Like I, but I'm not also not like, I don't prefer Twitter over the other yeah, I tried to do Twitter I, I don't, like a while ago. I'm like, I'm going to do a 30 day challenge. I'm going to go on Twitter. And I just, it's well, just and, not my thing. And so we talked about TikTok obviously has a short shelf life for its Very content, short. Yeah. But, and now it's creating a shorter shelf life, shelf life for content in the reels. And, and again, it's just like Instagram. It's 24 hours. It, it'll show up. But I almost just think obviously you're, you're introducing it to compete against Instagram, but yeah, Julie, let's put the timer on and see how many months this lasts I know. and, I and think, how well it actually does. Yeah. To me, what I think they're trying to do is 
like just like my frustration with it was like I was just getting so much random stuff. You know, I followed, I said I don't like this, I'm not interested, that type of thing to try to train the algorithm to not show me things I don't want. Like I wanted just X, Y, Z. I think this is a way to, if I followed 50 people, now I have 50 things that are things I actually really want. Mm -hmm. Like this is, okay, Andrew really, really wants to see this stuff. We're still showing other things. But I think that's, you know, we could connect with that, those people more. And so I think you, they also kind of realize that TikToks do take work to create. Yeah. And so versus a story sh- is, should be shorter commitment I, and time. I know. I, do you guys, are you guys, do you use Snapchat or have you ever used Snapchat? I used to. And then okay. like I it know died it's been, and then it came back to life. It's pretty dead, but I'm not retraining my parents on how to use apps. So we use, and that's how we share like fun little videos and what you're doing for the day. But they just this week rolled out where you can kind of, when you're creating a Snapchat too, you can break the one video up into three and change the camera angles. And and, and so I was also like, wow, your goal is to create this like long-term fun, interesting video within Snapchat. But let me tell Snapchat dies in 24, you know, like four hours as well. So what's almost, what's the point of putting in so much effort? when it's going to disappear. So, I mean, it could be obviously for the we'll extremely time sensitive things, but yeah, we'll, we'll just watch it. I think the big thing though, that I like, Julie, you're, you're, you're doing all these things I really like is like the idea of like not falling in love and, and marrying anything that you're doing work-wise as far as like, all right, we're doing this, mm-hmm. like be committed to it. But like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, get rid of it, move on to the next thing. I think that's the thing with content too. Like just you're dating all out the there. Apps, you're not like, married. <laughs> correct. Like if yeah. try it out, like if it doesn't do anything neat, but, and that's where I think TikTok has caught a lot of people's because the views you're like, I got 12,000 views. I put that same thing on Instagram. I get 200. Okay. Yeah. We'll have like to which see one, which one, which one's actually doing things. You don't know. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting though. Okay. Oh, my next one. Your this next one. Fun. Oh, Facebook changed its privacy settings. Again, this one from TechCrunch. Yeah, this is torture. They keep changing everything. It's it's torture on purpose. And it gets worse and worse, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah. So what happened was uh, Facebook, what did it say? A year ago was like, we're going to make your privacy settings all in one place. You're able to analyze everything, see your personal information, uh, miscellaneous details. And now secretly, quote, unsecretly, because obviously people discovered it, they've split the settings and privacy details up into different locations. So it's kind of hard for you to tweet. Your cat find everything. Yeah. What did they say? There's six. It's in six, six seven, all over locations the place. now. And who's in your account settings on Facebook? Anyway, is that often that you even like remember where any of this is? I have no idea who found this. I'm sure I, you know, I wonder how many people are like, didn't even notice, but, um, I, yeah, before this article, I didn't even know that this was a thing or why it would split from that. But now it's just kind of like, they're trying to make it inconvenient. So you put less effort in. So you stop trying to unsubscribe, you know, search or, or clean up your um, privacy settings. So sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. I, I think it's you're either concerned about this or you're not concerned about it. Like the middle, there's really not many people I think in the middle. Yeah. Like me, I'm like, I'm fine with people finding my profile. Like there's no, I'm not trying to be private. I don't have like a secret friends list. They only see these posts. So like, it's just whatever's on there is what's on there for the whole world to see and stalk me with. And it's funny because they said, oh, sorry, Julie. Oh, no. Well, I was kind of going off topic. If you, I appreciated how well-written the little article was. It was, it's funny and kind of snarky to Facebook. So anyway, if you appreciate that kind of nerdy thing, like I do, um, go read, read the article. <laughs> I love, well, I just, I loved how they started it off where it's like, oh, uh, here we read. So in the quote, they said, we've redesigned our entire settings menu on mobile devices from top to bottom to make things easier to find instead of having um, settings spread across nearly 20 different screens. They're now accessible from a single place. And the, art, the writer goes, oh, wait, that's an article from 2018. Gotcha. <laughs> Basically, like we, yeah. we, uh, we're we going we back it. to the basics and inc- inconveniencing everyone. So yeah, definitely yeah. Uh, definitely a lot of personality in this article if you want to take a take a read. That's a good one. That's a good one. And that's, yeah. um, you know, that's it for the news articles this week. I think we'll do like a, a quick, like little mini 360 topic with the summit coming up and it's just been on our mind. Yeah. We've got a lot of nice, we've got a lot of questions. There's a lot of first timers, obviously with the um, summit not having happening last year. And so um, we, I, I feel like a lot of people are also nervous first time attending in terms of yeah. like, Oh goodness, my, I don't know these data points. What am I supposed to know? I, it's my, I've only been doing this for a year. So we kind of just wanted to do like a one breathe 
to um, it's okay if you don't know your data Free. points, but I also hope by the time the goal is when you leave, you should know what information you're, you're lacking, you need to search out. And also, um, I think we talked about Julie, just understanding that if you know your, your cost per leads, cost per sale, you don't have a drink at the cocktail reception and be like, well, my numbers are X. Like you're, this is not apples to apples with any builder We're it's, it's, you know, you're competing against yourself for your, um, your data points. So, you know, I think Julie, 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 you haven't gone before. No, this is my first. Um, this summit. is crazy. And everybody keeps As mentioning things like, I, you know, how at registration. And I'm like, no, I don't know. <laughs> I've never been. <laughs> Tell me more. So I'm excited and I'm going to get to experience it um, for the first time, like a lot of people. So if you're a first timer, you're going to be there. Come find me. I'm a first timer too. We can be first timers together um, at the summit. And I'm just um, excited. I used to go to the builder show. Um, when I worked at a builder and just, I'd, if you haven't done a lot of networking with people outside your company in the industry from different States, different places, I think you're really going to be amazed at how great it is to talk to other people in new home marketing. Um, it's just so helpful to get like views from different places and what they're doing and it builds excitement and you have somebody you can ask questions Mm -hmm. Um, you know, get people's email addresses. If, if you talk to them and hit them off, hit it off because you don't know, you might have a question in a month and be like, Oh, I wonder what other builders do. And now you've met this person. So even if you're not going to the summit, um, you know, just do things in the industry, whether it's joining our Facebook group or, you know, going to, you know, the, the, um, like live things they have Mm -hmm. on Facebook, the, the, classes and things um, and see if you can connect with anybody because it really pays off. And it's so nice to know other people in the industry in different places that you can talk to. Yeah, it's definitely, I I think a lot of people, especially newer in the industry, when you don't know the resources exist to make your life easier, you just feel like you're a person on an Island and you're, you you know, you're, you can't just keep throwing messages in a bottle out because they're going to come back. You need to make sure there's bridged the other marketers and other builders and other islands who, who, you know, and we can point you to uh, the DYC team, um, to like, Hey, I have this situation. Is, is another builder having this situation? Yeah. And, and I know we've absolutely forwarded emails like, Hey, you two need to connect. Hey, I think this yeah. person can absolutely solve your problem. And, and so I think just, um, it's almost going to be like a, a sense of relief being with your own industry kind. people at the event, <laughs> yeah. your own kind. Um, I know, I know that's what it felt the first time I was there. And I know that, um, Kevin pointed me in the direction of certain people I, you know, I've known for years and call friends. And so it's, it's always fun to, um, to come away and just like make dinner plans, just grab someone, please don't go back to your room too, with, without having made a buddy. Yeah. I think that's the, the biggest thing. So I, Oh, how do I, how do I say this guys? I'm definitely introverted. I'm totally fine. Not talking to people. Uh, but I've throughout my career have realized like, well, it's important to talk to people. It's important for people to know you. It's important to know other people like that's super important and a cornerstone, if not like a foundation, like for your success. Um, so other people are also nervous to meet new people. I think that's the biggest thing that like made me overcome like that, that almost fear for some people like it is truly like, I am mm-hmm. terrified to go talk to someone new. And the other part of the room is like, you people are crazy. Like I need to meet new people. Like I need, I need yeah. that in my life. But like everyone, like it's, it's new, like everyone's nervous, but we're all there. And this is, I think, contrasting it to the builder show, which the builder show is great, but it is just so huge. And it's so busy so huge. that it is hard, <laughs> hard to, to find, find people, people mm-hmm. versus this, like we'll be all the same people. It's two days long. There's some people who get, well, hopefully everyone's getting there you know, the night before you might be able to, you know, find people at a hotel, like, oh, that person looks like a nerd. They're probably here for the deconvert oh summit. God. Like, let's go like, <laughs> Hey, let's go do something. Um, like people want that. Like they're out, like there's, yeah. you know, some people have restarted their life with pandemic going on. Some people, this could be their like first or one of the few times like, oh, I'm out, like doing something, which is different than going to the grocery store for an hour and a half. Like mm-hmm. you're actually out doing something somewhere else. You flew there, you're staying in a hotel like that. So they're ready to, to be and function and, and socialize and, and all that. So finding other people I think is super valuable. And especially if you are 
let's say you're on the technical side, finding other people who can help you in that, that realm mm-hmm. or the opposite, like connecting with those. There's always someone, this might sound bad. There's always someone better than you or more equipped or more experienced, more knowledgeable, whatever it may be seeking think, those people, I think I is think super the, important. I think the wording is you never want to be the smartest person in the room. You don't. So surround yourself by, you know, I, I feel like we always say like, go home with like a two buddy system. How, who can you help and who can help you? And you always have those two contacts, um, to always go to, because you, if you can't find the answer, maybe you can ask the person above you and, and, um, and you guys can come up with, you know, answers and solutions together or find, point someone in the right direction to, to find a a good scenario to, to solve their problem. Yep. And it's like a hierarchy thing. Like I, which I think that's, that's also a thing that helped me too. like, is, there has to be someone who knows significantly more than me. Like that's just the mm-hmm. way it works. Like there's the numbers, just there's billions of people. So finding those, like, it's not like, I, I think it's just maybe a self-awareness, like, cool, that I want to know what that person knows. They know, like, how did they get to that point? Sure enough, it's just, most of it's just time, just putting in, putting mm-hmm. in the work. Um, so that's, I'd say that's my advice is getting the most out of it is just make sure you are connecting. You aren't eating alone every single time you're, if you're, you're standing in a eat. corner you're gonna yeah. see me coming oh, that sounds wrong i'm just gonna find gonna you like, hey you why don't you Get talk to so and so i i already I, i've already That's talked funny. to people in the last two weeks of oh you're going to the summit okay here and i i'm telling them specific people like you need to talk to linnea if you're listening linnea uh, um linnea. and so uh there's yeah. a couple of people everyone's gonna go after linnea now sorry yeah, i'm looking um, for linnea jackie said to find linnea she's like oh my gosh jackie i'm gonna kill you <laughs> but there's, there's certain people you point other people to, because you know that they've already solved their problems. And if you, if, if someone who is attending is listening to this and they have a specific problem, find any DYC person and we will just put you right yeah, in front of the person know, you need like, to talk to. If you're like, Hey, I'm really trying to elevate my uh, video work where, Boom, I mean, yeah. it's easy. Cause we have, we're having a, a panel on, on video, yeah. but like, there's probably four or five people we could probably point you to to like, Hey, this is this person really knows this. Yeah. This person knows that, like, and it, it all over the place. Oh, I need someone to talk to you about writing. Okay. Well, well, Julie's right here. She's written a lot of books <laughs> like, and she knows, she knows it all. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a great event. I'm super excited to oh, go. My gosh, it's been me too. what, 20, 2019 was the last one in Chicago. Then last year we had the pulse kind of in place of it, sort of, um, but just totally different event than the summit. So I'm, I'm more than, more than ready to, to go. Yeah. Any, anything else on, on that? I think so. You think we're good. My, my video is off, so you can't see me. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I can't see you on video. Yeah, Zoom is being weird for for me today, at least. For all, on, for all of us listening, Zoom, it's been yeah. goofy. We usually look at each other and like do sign language or something. <laughs> um, great. Did we have a question of the week? I don't know if we had one up. You know um, what we did? Um, it was Kevin had asked in terms of the um, it was July spend year over year, but to 2019 to 2021. What were the differences? And I believe we started collecting. Um, oh, okay, it was right before. Mm-hmm. It was right. It was right. It was the hour before. So now we have fourteen comments or forty votes. So yeah, that's a good. Like, here. let's say 75 percent are spending twenty five to fifty percent less, um, which is great because that means there is if you need to move up, there's room. Like you're not already if you have the budget. Again, I don't know if the budgets are the same or it's just spending less, but to me, that shows like, okay, if we, once we do have to start increasing spend where mm-hmm. we are able to, like we have the room, we're not like already maxing our budget out now and then and, and now we need more and shoot, yeah. we're, we're maxing our budget. And at the, at the summit, Andrew, I believe you are, you do have a small section talking about mm-hmm. what your marketing budget should look like. So if anyone here just is flailing their arms, I don't know how much to spend in these categories. Know. We, we definitely have a section of what we recommend and what we see what the trend is trending towards in the future as well. Yeah. Data, data driven decisions. DDD. Just like Julie, (laughs) where it's just like, I don't know if I budgeted for this camera. No, no, no. It's a line item for innovative. You get $5,000 a year. That's right. So when anyone goes, Oh, did you buy? Yeah. Yeah. It's in my budget. It was in the budget budget. at the beginning of the year. So no, no questions. And I have to say, we have builders that like, don't have a budget. I mean, they have, they don't have like a written down, what they can spend. So we tell people, if you don't have a budget, you need to st- make your own pretend budget, even yeah. if your boss doesn't give you one. Yeah. And track that's how you make, a, that's how you make room for spending. that. Yeah. Know what you're spending. Even if, 
the person would, above you um, doesn't give you a number just so you can know where you are in comparison to yeah. years before, quarters before, months before, um, even if it's just for you and it's not something approved by somebody else or somebody else sees um, and they just like to give you the red light, green light still for, for your own good yeah. and the health of Men- your department. And so you can show people you know, this is what we spent. This is what we got. This is what we spent. This didn't work. It's going to help you convince people when you make decisions as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's very simple data points that every marketer should have. And one of them is how much did you spend in marketing last year? How many homes did you sell? That is your cost per sale. That is a number you need to have every year just to to have a good understanding and a good gauge. And so, um, yeah, we hope, I hope people get some good nuggets or at least they, um, they come with us of like, oh my goodness, that's something I didn't know I needed. And now here are metrics to master and know that I took away from the summit. So super exciting, but definitely, definitely. And some, and some comments from that, which um, I think are, are fun. So Rachel says they're spending less and some of the markets are actually spending $0, oh which is interesting. They're in, they're in quite a few markets, but it's, that's just crazy that some they're spending a bit and some it's like, we have nothing running running there. And then Amanda Cruitt, she's on the West Coast. We're still spending about 40% less than the same time in 2018, slowly ramping things up where mm-hmm. it makes sense. But availability is is their limiting factor. It's still so limited. Um, so we kind of can't spend more. They're stand still with their spend. And let's see what else is in here. Um, Ashley had one. Here we go. Ashley DeYoung, DeYoung Properties in California. On digital, they're, they uh, we've actually spent about 13% more in 2021 but they've had a lot of savings on events. Um, they, they do uh, pre-sale launches very well. So mm-hmm. part of that, there's the budget for the events in there. And they've done, they've done well in the digital launches as well. So that's interesting. Yeah, saving money, thinking about this holistically, not just Google and Facebook spend, but you know, advertising, marketing in general. Are you spending less or more? Awesome, oh, super interesting all data. All right. All right. Well, that's it for this week for published articles, blog posts, videos, and more. Check out deconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. See ya. See you, everyone. Bye, guys.